Marvel DC, Marvel DC, Marvel DC, 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 Marvel, 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 no image or dark horse. I'm Desmond. I'm Rich. And we're your hosts for this uh, hour-long journey into mystery. Ooh. Well, not mystery so much as we talk about comic books. So that's not really a mystery about what we do. So, uh, Did you know that life is a mystery? <sighs> Everyone must stand alone. I know. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so we are live. We're, doing, we're still doing the Facebook um, thing as well. So um, if you're watching us on Facebook, hello. See. Um, if you're listening, I don't know. If I you're don't listening know. to us on MixLR, hello. Hi. Um, so, yeah, let's get started. That's so I want, why don't you do the announcements, Rich? You always, I always like <sighs> your voice. You have a good announcing voice. So. All right. This show will be posted on thegeekchat.com website and on SoundCloud Tuesday by 1 p.m. We are still working the bugs out of our new Patreon page, but stay tuned. We're filming it tonight, actually. That's why. Returning shows. What you talking about, Facebook? And the point five. Yes. We'll be back to back on Thursdays by 1 p.m., but there will be no point fives because there's no shows. They decided to start them in October. October. The fuck is that? Okay. So. We got kids who need to see the stuff. And yes. Us. Us. Us kids. Uh, so we have a new show coming for all of you. Uh, it's called Graphic Shorts. It's going to be 10 minute long features. We're going to review different graphic novels and collected editions. These will be posted by Saturday. And the first book, if Desmond wants to grab it on his way back over, that we're going to be doing is from DC Comics. And it's going to be. Teen Titans, hardcover, The Earth One, Volume Two. We decided not to do the Volume One because we want to see how reader-friendly this new book is. And it's a brand new take on the Teen Titans because in the Earth One universe, there are no these. The heroes haven't really been established, so there's no sidekicks. So, so that's where this comes in. So, so we'll see. So I'm a little confused with that. Yes. So if there's no sidekicks. These are just brand new heroes. Just brand new heroes. No legacy. No, no legacy. Nope. Wow. I know. So stay tuned for that, everybody. And uh, we're still going to be bringing you interviews and roundtables to come. Can't wait for that. We are really trying to get you a lot of good stuff. And if you, uh, when we start the Patreon, um, depending on the level you uh, you donate at, you might be able to get even more content, more of me. Bonus. Bonus, more of me and Rich. Doesn't that sound awesome? I don't know why anyone would want more of you. Yeah. I tolerate you a couple hours a day. And he loves it. I don't do. let him, don't let him uh, steer you wrong. He loves it. So... Without further ado, let's get to some comic books. That's right. Shall What's we? the first book we're gonna do? The first book we're gonna we're gonna do is um, Wonder Woman. I mean, Woman. Uh, Wonder Woman. So um, pull it out. Right here. I love it that we're like on video now because then I can actually show what we're doing. That's right. So it is Rebirth. Uh, DC Rebirth Wonder Woman number four, um, and this is the second. It's so confusing. This is the second uh, issue of the Greg Rucka Nicola Scott um, story, which is her the year, year one. one. So, so yeah, let's get it going. Um, I know that I enjoyed this book. I think Rich really enjoyed it as I well. I did. That's why I wanted to talk about it. We're we're starting off with a book that I absolutely think. If you are a fan of Wonder Woman, if you if you were like, well, I stopped reading her because it was bad and I didn't like what they were doing, this is the perfect time to come back because this issue was Wonder Woman. This was the just the the best tribute you could give her. Rebirth, I guess would be the word. Rebirthed. Her rebirth. Rebirthed. 
Rebirthed. So it's uh, year one, part two. Writer is Greg Rucka. Artist is Nicole Scott. Colorist is Rumelo Farado Jr. And the letterer is Jody Wynn. And it takes place on Themyscira. In the yeah, first... no more Paradise Island. Nope. Um, this is the issue in which um, Steve, uh, Steve Trevor wakes up on, you know, Themyscira and meets Wonder Woman. And we get we get to Oops. see the we get to see the in, internal uh workings of this their government yeah their government their the amazon society in which you know hippolyta if you want to hippolyta hippolyta it depends on how you want to say it um she rules hippolyta hippolyta she rules oh, no, hippolyta. her um i guess her her war ministry minister uh is her partner which Jennifer is Phillip. yep Je- Philippus. Yes, Philipp- Philippus. They are in love. Yes. They are lesbians. And then they then they have another council, you know, who is an older woman who who I guess speaks for the gods and whatnot. So it's a really good the conversations they have are really really good. Like I there's a lot of meat to this story. What did you think? And I'll I'll probably piggyback off yours. So it shows not only that um they are curious about man's world because the one of side thinks that they're coming for war and the other side thinks that the gods have sent them as a sign. And we all know from, if you watched Wonder Woman back in the day, the with World War II and they had come and with, what was it called? Feminum, uh, Feminum Mystique, that was I think the name of the, the two-parter. There are trials to pick the woman that goes. And Greg Rucka writes this, the trials and how Diana gets picked. And once you leave uh, Themyscira, you're there, you're done. You lose your immortality. You can never step foot again. And so what, you take. What, you, what you get from you this is that everyone knows that Diana's going to win. You know, There might be a chance she loses, but pretty much Hippolyta, there's a great, great scene with Diana and Hippolyta sitting there. And it really shows the love between the two because she knows her daughter's going to do it. She knows her daughter is going to try her best. And so the, a lot of the little things in this is what I love. Nicola Scott, Greg Rucka, they all add stuff in every panel. Yep. You see Wonder Woman's complete outfit getting built from, from you know the, the bird up. And they take their inspiration from a belt buckle that was found with eagle, with an eagle holding Poseidon's trident. It's also holding, well, I want to go into the head. A rifle. The, yeah, the rifle to show, because they're really fascinated by the guns because they're, they're high-profile killing machines, basically. And it, in the beginning, it establishes that even though Diana cannot speak with Steve, I'm assuming she's speaking Greek, I'm assuming. She understands him, and she sees something in him that they all think men are just barbaric, and she really sees that Steve cared for his fellow men. And when she talks to her mother about it, she says, you know, like sisters, but she didn't know the word. I love that that they, they really are showing that she was taught it was like, Almost like homeschooling here in the states. Yeah, well, it was exactly homeschooling. But yeah, but no. But <laughs> I mean, she needed to learn the word brother because Steve felt something for the deaths of his friends, and so that was the beginning part. Uh, Steve plays a great role in this because he can't understand well, anybody. Well, of course, he's the he he is our eyes into this. He's yeah. the observer, you know, and in, into this you know, new world of immortals and stuff that he does. He has no idea what's going on. I mean, and when, and during the contest where like her having to deflect the bullets and learn how to deflect the bullets, that was really cool. And he's like, what are you doing? Don't do that. You're going to kill him. Yeah. And and a couple of the girls don't, they live. And this is the, I really wish they'd shown the purple ray. Like there's little things I'm like, Ooh, I would have, you know, just little geeky things. Yeah. Um, so they take inspiration and they forge her, her the breast bird and the lasso. The greatest thing, though, well, not the greatest, but one of the things I loved is it's the origin of her invisible plane. and Which is not hers to begin with. Right. I mean, the, like, they fixed it, but they kind of stole it from the U.S. government. Yeah, so. they did. You know what? Um, she saved his life. 
That is payback. I mean, come so on. So one Woman. of the things I also thought Wonder, was great. Wonder Thief. Is, like it. is they show for all the people that don't like the armor, the way the lines are in her costume. Right straight away in the book, they show you Hippolyta. All the warrior people have this armor. And they have bracelets. Not all the women on Themyscira have bracelets. That was another thing I thought was really cool. Rucka shows that he cares so much for this character. And issue four is a love letter to all you people that gave up on Wonder Woman. That's how much I really liked it. There's so much more to go into here. I think it's a love letter to all of us people who gave up on Wonder Woman. Like I think a lot of people did. Yeah. God knows I did. But this is... This issue was amazing. They're really hitting it out of the park. I agree that... I think, and I agree with Terry, it needed a little bit more. Uh, was where? it Terry that said it? Yeah. So well, I have to say, this issue, I think, should have been a couple more. I didn't want to stretch it out, though. But I agree. I would have liked to have seen her actually deflect the bullets. But it's assumed because we know. We already know her power she has. I just really liked this issue. I would have liked more. I think that's what I, I wanted. Hi, Brian. Thank you for tuning in. Hi. Emily. Joshua. Thank you so much for tuning in uh, um, on the Facebook. You guys who are listening can go and watch us on Facebook as well. Just join the 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 Geek Chat group on Facebook if you want to, and you can watch us as well. So, um, yeah, the fight scene which is awesome. I think that you think I do. Okay, so Rich and I, when we were walking in, you know, we thought it was going to be one of those those days because we were really. You know, it, our friends and, and our friends and our close friends and associates who, who know us know that we bicker. Yeah, we were we we're friends for a long time, and and he calls me the contrarian. I call him the contrarian. Um, you guys, you know, in chat and on and on Facebook, who know us can you know vote in and see who's the contrarian, who's not. But he says that there's this giant battle scene during not battle scene, but a contest scene in which all of the Amazons are fighting. And him and two other no longtime Wonder Woman readers, um, not gonna name names. You know who you are. Two longtime readers say that there is. I swear that, that this is a nod to Artemis. That this is Artemis. I do. This I think is Artemis so. right here. All right. Not once did they say the name. Nope, not once. Not once did they say anything. Nope. But that brings us to our next book that we're going to be reviewing, which is Red Hood and the Outlaws. Because which stars Artemis with a ponytail and this weird Shatterstar helmet thing. So he's saying... I still think it is. So he's saying, and, and this is how they're connecting the two books together. This is... Well, not about connecting, but it shows it shows a, a deeper world. I think that we're going to see Wonder Woman and Batman and the... Sorry, Red Hood and the Outsiders. Outlaws. <laughs> Batman. Jesus. Batman um, and the Outsiders. New book. They could bring that back. We'd, we'd read it. So um, we're done with Wonder Woman? We are done with Wonder Woman. I just want to say, Wonder Woman, DC, thank you. Thumbs up. Bye, Wonder Woman. It's really good, um, but they're saying. But but back to what I was saying. I think he's saying that this is Artemis, and that was Artemis. I do. And I one think of the reasons that, that... that possibly Artemis could have left Thamascara is because she was pissed about what happened in the contest, and she feels that she deems that she was worthy. Maybe that's just something I'm tossing so, out. So see, he's like, I'm just tossing that out, and I'm like, I don't know if that's true or not. I mean, I think it's interesting. But until they say something, until, you know, Greg Rucker or, you know, Lovedell does that, then I don't think that that was Artemis. So we're we, we are agreeing to disagree until it is it, it is um, it has been proven. So. And yes, Joshua, the art is amazing. Yes, the art is. Very it is amazing. so nice to have. Now, we hope you all tune in for our what you talk about Facebook this week, because we kind of talk about some of this stuff. But we talk about art in D.C., and how, you know, having all the double, you're double shipping, so you're going to have multiple artists. And I think Wonder Woman shows you can have a solid artist because you've done two different stories and both artists are hitting it. Also, um, if you want to ask us questions, you can ask questions on the uh, Mixalore or you can ask checks, uh, questions on the live feed on yep. Facebook. Uh, Cougar Andrews yes, he thinks says, says, does contrarian mean being a bitch? Well, if it's talking about your husband, <gasps> then yeah. Um, Red Hood and the Outlaws. I never. <laughs> uh, Red Hood and the Outlaws. Uh, I liked this. I can't believe I like this. Uh, see, I want to talk about that. <sighs> so, Red and the Outlaw, Dark Trinity, Part One, Fathers and Sons. Scott Lipdell. I know, words. right? People, uh, right? Dexter Soy's the art. Did the art? Veronica Gandini did the colors, and Taylor Esposito did the letters. 
Um, I just want to say yes, Emily. In the original, she did have to disguise herself. But yes. in this new version, um, everyone's allowed to participate. Yep. And her her mom knows. Her mom just knows deep down that she's going to come yeah, out Yeah, because she top. was blessed by the gods. Hello. Yeah. I mean, so we got Red Hood and the Outlaws. Um, they're still trying to make Red Hood and the Outlaws fetch. They are. Um, it wasn't a bad issue. It wasn't a bad issue. We still get to see a lot of uh, Jason Todd's interaction with Batman, and he continues to fill in the reader. It is a number one, but he continues to fill in the reader about what he is doing. He is trying to, which is interesting because he's doing the same thing that Dick Grayson is doing in but his in book, but, but Dick, he's doing it. In Gotham. Yeah, well, more deadlier, too. Yeah, more deadlier. Well, I don't want to say more deadlier, but well, it, it involves the redesign of the black he, mask. I don't like his mask. The like, mask looks like a dominatrix, not yeah. a, a, a submissive. Yeah, like it looks like a dom mask with a zipper and yeah, everything. Yeah, it's really it's weird. weird. It's interesting, like BDSM sort of it thing went that from, he's going. It went from being the skull, the dead charred skull. Which I thought was great. To being iconic. some S&M kind of. I don't know about that. Whips and chains. Um, so... We get to see that, and then there's this woman. They're, they're the crime orphanage or something. Yeah, you know this woman who was who raises kids. She's like a modern and day. And Jason Todd just happened to be there. Yeah, you know, she's like a modern day Fagin. I'm assuming from um you you theater queens will get it. So um I don't know. I have no clue what you're <laughs> Oliver <about>. Twist. <laughs> you duh. Um and so he, Jason Todd is using this as a way into seeing getting into black mask because he had to save this woman who i guess taught him a lot of stuff and she was his fagin before batman adopted him and took him away from that world um and so he's kind of paying it back and he asked to so this was his in to um into black masks uh gang i think black mask is way too trusting at the beginning, it looks really weird. I don't know if that's going to happen because they, well, on the on the ledge, like there, there's a there's they're a talking scene, on the ledge. Yeah, there's a scene on the ledge about how Gotham is a beautiful woman. Yeah, and, and how like, he never dated uh, Black Mask, never dated, and 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 he he never had any children. He's looking for an heir apparent, and then he's like, "Really? You think you think Red Hood is going to be your heir apparent? I don't know. It's just it seemed like it's a little pushing it a little bit more. So they go on a they go on a trip to steal some stuff, and guess who shows up? Artemis. Not the Artemis that was in the contest, mind you. But well, she, actually, it's Shatterstar from Marvel. <laughs> but I'll forgive no, that for now. No, no. Shatterstar never used an axe. Show True. that picture. Show that picture. It's hilarious. Now, I just want to give some nods to whoever redesigned this. Because from some of these you know, pictures, I do think Shatterstar. But when you look at Artemis's outfit, it is very reminiscent of Wonder Woman's. You've got the high boots with the stripe down the middle. And they're red. You've got... The outside of what could be bracelets, and you have this weird, almost bird-like um, motif around her breasts. And uh, what I just get rid of that ponytail, and it would be so much better. Yeah, I don't like the ponytail either. Ponytail, no, gotta go. It's it reminds so me of Mike Diodato. Yeah, the so first 90s. thing I think of is Mike Diodato so drawing 90s. this big boo, big butt Artemis. Um, although I have to tell you, going back to Wonder Woman real quick, I, that's the one thing about her new costume, the one thing about her new costume that, that I wish was different was how long her skirt is. Like, I wish her skirt was a lot longer only only from a practical standpoint when she's fighting. If someone was to go for her legs, I mean, that's all thigh meat. It's like, that's all thigh meat. And you can just get it. Like, rad, you're into it. Like, no, I, I, it seems like it should be a little longer. Are you hungry? Just to protect a little bit. Just to protect the sides of of that you know that exposed flesh that's just as a practical thing although frank would go on about like her chest plate and how it's impractical because you wouldn't i have, loved her chest plate you wouldn't have boobs for a woman because it makes it less um uh it, it ma- makes it less sturdy because well if she's got thing. this big old hair she don't care about that no she doesn't i have to say two issues in i never thought i'd say this about uh lobdell's work i i'm in i'm in um Again, I, I'm in a holding pattern with a lot of these DC books. I, I'm trying very hard to stick with them for at least three issues, if not six. But there's some that have just really tested my patience, and I just can't do it anymore. And uh, this is not one of them. I'm definitely going to continue. I want to introduce – I want to see how they're going to tame Bizarro. Like, I really yeah. want to see that. I kind of like the team coming together. Yeah, we in don't this really I'm see okay that. with because yeah. – we're learning – he has to first make his way. He has to get Black Mask to trust him, and then he comes up against Artemis. Now, Artemis is an Amazon with a giant fucking axe, 
and Red Hood has guns. So this should be interesting to see what happens. The next book we're going to review, if I can find the damn title page, is Deathstroke, number one, Rebirth. <laughs> now, Priest did the story. He's going by Priest for some reason. Christopher Priest. It looks cooler. Carlo Pagulan did like, the pencils. It's like Madonna or Cher. Or Azalea. <laughs> She's decided to drop her last name because everyone <laughs> hates her. Uh, Jason Paz did the inks. Jeremy Cox did the coloring. Willie Schubert did the letters. And Aiko and Peter Stiegwald did the variants and the covers. Yes. So this is a brand new Hello number one, total opposite, completely different, total opposite of the new Fifty Two's Deathstroke that started. This we're meeting him. Um, there's this is heavy on flashbacks. So we start with Deathstroke and his kids. Basically, it's Joey and Grant, and you learn and you never find out if they're actually his kids because they talk about how he only comes into town into town to have sex with mom. Uh, and then beat them, I guess. But Joey can talk, which I really hope we get a scene where Joey gets his throat cut. And for you that don't know, uh, Joey turns into Jericho. Uh, spoiler alert! And Grant becomes the first Ravager. Spoiler alert! So I wonder if Rose is alive. Or I think Rose isn't born yet. I think Rose is alive. I think Rose is alive, but she's with her mother. That would be interesting. Because I think I think they're going, what they're going to play is that Rose is going to be the child that got left behind. And she's the one that's going to hate her father because she never got to go out and be with one of the boys. Yeah. I, I absolutely love the new redesign. So much better than that overworked new 52 design. This one stays a little bit closer to the original. Um, it tells two stories, basically. It's him in Africa trying to go against... The Red... Something or other. Well, they say his name, and he's like, I guess he gets paid. Deadshot gets paid to kill people after he's yes, an assassin. it's a contract. Yeah, and so he gets a contract to kill the Clock King, but This but Clock not. King is like 100 years old. But the Clock King Great is... Great redesign. The Clock King is weird. Like, yep. he's, like, he steps in and out of the time stream and stuff. It's just really, like, bizarre. He's on a seven-second delay. Yeah, so I'm like, what does that mean for the character? So he can't be assassinated or something? I don't know. Just... Either way, Deathstroke then goes against the person he made a contract yes. with because he found out that he has his kids or one of his kids. That's the part I'm kind of iffy on. I'm like, I don't exactly know his motivation yet, but we do know why Whoa. he did this. He did this. Did they really specifically say that he had one of the kids? I don't. That's I don't what think I mean. So. I don't know. I think something because you get to see Wintergreen. Yeah, and, I love and Wintergreen. The, and Wintergreen, if you know, is, is one of the people who trained to become the second Deathstroke. But but he, that's the thing that I, that no, I don't. Wintergreen was always his his best friend back then yeah but but he became deathstroke too yeah and long time ago right in the but comments. we don't know about this but that's the thing it's like are they are they friends in this one because in the flashbacks they are and so then he gets them and he's like jackass but that's what i love about this book it takes just enough from the past to tell a cohesive story or a, a, a cohesive story that starts at this beginning. It is a new beginning that respects enough of the past to one um, satiate old readers like him, and and is and is that's actually a compliment. Thank and then you. and then uh, appeal to new readers, you know, who who might not know a, a lot about you know. Deathstroke, and I liked that. This is this is good writing. This is what Jeff Johns does. This is what you know writers, you know, Dan Slott, Dan Slott people who care about continuity and trying to weave that shit in, and that's what they do. Charles and, is here. Say hi. Hi, Charles. Hi, Charles. Um, and that's what the that's what I mean. This is this is. At first, I actually you, read it twice because, like, I've never was a fan of him. Like, I I knew I knew of him in um, Teen Titans. Teen Titans. I knew you know about him in a few stories. He's always popped up here and there, and I hated the the redesign. I hated what Light what Liefeld did with him. I just liked when he got younger, and they even joke about it in yep. here of, of about him getting younger and the weird stuff. So I think this is a fresh take on this character okay and he's an asshole like you have to be prepared for him to be an but asshole but you but that's the thing he is it's his book and he's not nice no like he's an to asshole his kids he's not nice to anybody he's nice but i think that's what makes us want to read more because we want to see 
where his journey goes. Yep. Three he, DC comics, guys. Three. Yeah, he's a he is a quintessential anti-hero for all you anti-hero lovers out Me. there. So, and he loves anti-heroes. So the next book we're gonna do is a book that Rich and I had a little bit of. Um, we both liked it. He liked it more than I did. I did. I liked this book. And I, and and I, I don't want to say that I didn't I didn't like it at all. Oh, because I think that's I think not the what it says. We're moving around a little bit. Oh, I made a script to go by, but this is why I hate we're kind of we're kind of go winging it. But it's wonder we're free it's balling wonder it. Woman. Is that what wonder, it's called? Wonder Woman. Free, free balling. balling. Yes, free balling. You have no we're free balling it. Yeah. Uh, um. So, <laughs> Superwoman or Superwomen or super, or super Super Moment or Superwoman's woman with an S at the end. Spoiler: Just so everyone knows, if you're tuning in for the first time here at the Geek Chat, we love spoiling things. So, well, if you haven't read it yet, which uh, I'm really sorry, I'm really sorry that anyone that shopped at whatever Diamond screwed me over on this book. Um. So this might come as a surprise, but we're gonna spoil this anyhow. Superwoman, written and drawn by Phil Jimenez. Phil Jimenez. He is he is really doing his like he's doing everything in this book. I think the only thing he didn't do was like what's something he didn't do? I think he didn't I think probably he didn't, didn't letter it. Yeah. <laughs> I know Gene is like, come on, he should be able to letter it. I mean Gene, Gene does everything. Gene I letter everything. You know Gene draws, inks, colors, letters. He does everything. does the cover. Where the hell is this? I don't know. Like, Just seriously? let's go. You continue on right there. Oh, it's right there. So uh words and pencils by Phil Jimenez. Show them that page. Jimenez. This is Wonder Woman. Or Wonder Super Woman. Superwoman, sorry. Uh inks by Matt uh Sorrentelli. Colors by Jerome Cox. Letters by Bob Lay. Covers by Phil Jimenez, Steve Donner, and there was variant by Terry Dodson. That's what you the got. Dodsons, that's what I got. Her you got to die. Huh? So yeah, she's dead. Wow, we're just going right to it. Yeah, we're going right to it. I was. This was the best switch and bait comic. Uh, Bleeding Cool called it the Thunderbolts moment because Thunderbolts started as something and wasn't. Yeah, but there yeah. is still a Superwoman. Yeah, Superwoman is actually Lana Lane. So Lana Lang. if you were reading or didn't want to read, that's fine because we reviewed it. When Superman, the new 52 Superman, exploded, his ju not juices, his powers went all <laughs> over. His juices. His, when he exploded all <laughs> over Lois and Lana, they got infected with his powers. <laughs> this is what he said it. First he juices and his, then infection. No. <laughs> uh, um, his particles went inside them. Yes, and they uh, trag more transmorgified uh, their bodies, giving them superpowers. Uh, Lois got his powers, which was you know flight, super strength, blah blah. And then Lana became Red Superman. That was awesome. A red I'm Lucifer. sorry. Okay, I I literally had a geek moment because I was I'm reading it because you read the book and you see like it's all <laughs> it's all from it's all from Lana's perspective or, yeah, perspective, and she wants. Uh, Lana wants so nothing to Lo do with okay, it, so Lois, and so Lois wants to be the hero. Yeah, it's all Lois, Lois is from, from Lois's perspective, and Lois is telling Lana, God, say that five times fast, telling Lana that she needs help controlling her powers, and so because she wants to be a superhero, so she goes off. She wants to honor Clark's legacy, exactly, and, and she feels guilty for outing him. Yep, that's one of the things I thought was great in this is that she she knows she did wrong, and Lana reminds her, you know, you yep. outed him. And now Lois feels kind of guilty for everything she's done. Yep. So she wants to be the hero. And she says, Lana, I need you to, to help me. And you also, we could do be a force for good. Yeah. And Lana's like, I don't want to. And he's, she's like, you need to honor his memory. But again, it's still a good bait and switch because you think it's this mentor-mentee kind of situation. Because uh, – Lana was instrumental in helping Superman get used to his powers. Yep. So she's sort of trying to help out. Well, then Lex comes along with his giant battleship or whatever that's been hijacked and he, his power suit's been damped and he can't do anything and Elfrid's freaking out. And so Superwoman has to fly in and help out, right? But it's too much. It's too much. And here comes Lana. Oh, here comes Lana as Red fucking Superman. I, I Superwoman. Died. Superwoman, sorry. Red Superwoman. And I was like, oh my God, she's can't believe it. So it's just, and then I they save Metropolis. Yes, they save Metropolis. And but I'm like, at, awesome. at the expense of one of the heroes. Well, Lo Lois. Yeah. That we know. Lois dies. And so, I loved it. And so, but, but 
um, we're not gonna we're not gonna say we're not gonna spoil how she dies because that is just this whole book like Phil Jimenez knows what's going on he's another one that has you know been with DC for a long time done D- he's done DC comics he's drawn them he's written them like he knows he knows how to play the game and he makes you know good stories within this within that is this so censor girl show it so hold that up to him. He's saying that this looks like Censor Girl. No, I'm saying the costume. You can tell Phil Jimenez has a soft spot for costumes. Like, straight up superhero costumes. Come on. I loved it. The art in this is fantastic. The art is great. You can tell that he he worships at the altar of... um, See, I don't want to say that. He does. I know he does, but he's also really striking out on his own. He always has. But you can tell... I mean... um, of uh, George Perez, but you say same thing could be said about um, what's his name? The guy who used to do X Men, Nick Bradshaw. You know, he 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 worshipped Arthur the, Adams. Arthur, like it's fine. You know, and and everyone in the nineties was was pretty much a Jim Lee, Mark Sylvester clone, so that's fine. Yeah. But I'm glad that his style is is close to is close to um, it's like a classic style that you don't see anymore, right. and that's what I like. And even the page layouts are reminiscent of of those old George Perez, and that was the problem that I had a little bit about it. And I did, and I woo, thought it was amazing. Oh, this boy is long winded. I get it. I love that too. I love reading a comic book. No, I do too. But Jesus, so like, many times when you read a comic book, you're done in a minute. This actually was you. You do go back in this I because mean, you're like, what? Yeah, you, I literally had to go back and read it because there's so many words and so many pictures on the page, and 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 that's that's just me maybe i was tired when i read it i went through and, and flipped through it again for the for the uh show yeah for the show and i and, and yes my second reading was a lot more like i loved it so if the only criticism i have is that it's not really a criticism it's just something that i was i'm as a as a reader now reading comic books i'm just not used to it because people don't write like this yes. anymore and that's why i liked it a couple things i want to bring up uh one of the things the new 52 lacked was connectivity between the books this book actually has connectivity with both action and Superman because it talks about Doomsday, which is going on in action. And in Superman, was it Superman or action that she showed up in like just a quick panel? I think it was action. Um, I want to say it was action. And the other thing I loved is seeing Bethany Snow again. And for all you Teen Titans fans who know what I'm talking about, Bethany Snow was she was the newscaster for us and she was also for Brother Blood, which I hope they bring back and redo the fuck up that they did in the new fifty two. That's just my little hope. But this book, Superwoman, it comes back in stock here at whatever. I highly recommend you pick it up. So no Charles, I do not think that she is dead. I think that I think this was just something Oh yeah, to, I don't think she's dead. I think either. this is just something to because when you see when you see the thing that killed her, it's gonna you're gonna it's just more of the story. Yeah. You know, and that's what I like about it. It's like there's there's these two really super powerful women running around and they have to, and they're working together for a common goal. It's a common goal. I think it's I think it's a really good book and you really should take the time to check it out. You really should. So now is the time in the show where we do our uh, how to find us. You can do that while I get our next books. Yes. Yeah, so so I'll do that. Um, so how to find us. You can look for us on thegeekchat.com. It's still a work in progress. I'm trying to work out. It's, we're on um, we're on Square, so I'm trying to you know work with the pages, and it's really kind of weird. So I'm teaching myself that. So I'm I'm trying to get stuff stuff up there as we do it. So please bear with me on that. We're on SoundCloud, and that's where we've always been. We're on Facebook under uh, the Facebook groups. Go in um, the to the groups, search the Geek Chat, and join us. You know, let us know what you're reading. Talk to us about stuff. Um, Ask us questions. We'll ask you questions. It's, we want to encourage conversation. We have a, a lot of people come in and ask us a whole bunch of different stuff. We're on Stitcher. We're on Tumblr. We're on Google Plus because why not? And we're on YouTube. And you can always find us by searching the Geek Chat. Just go in and search the Geek Chat. Hell, hit Google and do the Geek Chat. You'll find all of us. You really will. It's it's kind of scary. but Do you want to do these two independents first uh, to get them out of the way? We shouldn't try to get them out of the way. Like they, they, they were, they were okay. He's so fucking lying, people. <laughs> we reviewed. A I want to. I want to bug the car on the drive over so you can get his real. <laughs> so we're gonna because I think I think once we give our opinion about this on the new uh, Hickman book, people are gonna either hate like, us, or hate or us, or like not. It's just the book. So it's not you for have to realize, It's not some for- some books that I recommend aren't for everybody and. 
some books that people recommend for me to read aren't for everybody, and this is one of those books. So, without further ado, it is The Black Monday Murders from Image Comics, written by Jonathan Hickman. Yep. I told, he, he said, hey, uh, I'm done with all your shit, Marvel. Peace. Yep. Uh, art by Tom Coker, colors by Michael Garland, and letters by Russ Wooten. Wooten. I love that last name. Wooten. So. No, you give your stuff first. This book is not for me. No, say say why. So it's not for okay, you. why is this book not for you? This book is all about weird kind of <laughs> black magic voodoo controlling Wall Street and the stock market and, and the god Mam- Mammon, Mammon. Yeah, and it starts off and with sacrifices and shit like that. Yeah, a and sacrifice and people speaking weird. And how white people Alien technology. And, and the reason why white people control everything is because they they signed a deal with the with the, with a with a Babylonian with god, you know, and they got to kill people. And to, people jump out of windows, and so then the, you find someone naked, tied up, and there's this weird kind of ritual <laughs> that is going on because and, and, the Japanese stock exchange is going to well, open, and oh my god, because well, it's about it's it's just about. Um, these people that are manipulating the stock market and money through, is, magic. through magic and money is power. And, you know, whenever there's, there's always these, it's, it's a sick, it's, it's a secular thing. It's a, you know, it goes in a circle. So there's always, you know, the prosperity circular, circular. You can say secular too. I think it's the same thing. I think it said secular. You can think it's done. Secular has to do with gods. I thought, I think that's what this is going this on. This could to. be too. Anyway. Hey, all three. So it goes in these circles. And so, um, Someone has to sit on the throne, and then they have to be the sacrifice. Uh, I wouldn't people. even read this on the throne. <laughs> and so, did I say that? But, but there's always these depressions, and when the depressions happen, that's when the they depression have to, was reading this damn book. They, they have to kill someone, and that that brings <laughs> us out of the recession. With and sorry, so more money can happen. <sighs> so, the, and most I will okay. Time to end on a high note. The most interesting thing was the black guy, this well, like voodoo priest. Well, no, the reason why is because back in the. Back in the, during the Depression time, you know, there wasn't all this like, you know, people doing uh, there wasn't all this technology and there wasn't all these people doing different things and finding out stuff. It wasn't a lot of um, investigation wasn't around. Yeah. And a lot of a lot of invest investigative type of stuff. So this normal cycle that happens is being interrupted by this by this voodoo shaman who who knows something is up due to the murders that is happening. So this got a 10 out of 10. On a lot of sites, and I'm glad if you like this kind of thing, it's going to be for you. It wasn't for me. Wow. So uh, we have two people in the chat. Hi. Frank, long time, you know, listener. He loved it. Uh, no, he says it's sold. I don't know if you – did you read it, Frank? Um, I'm serious you would. Um, and I guess Paul – Oh, he was, wasn't in this week. He was oh, in a water polo. Yeah, I'll throw one in for you. Yeah, you you can have mine, dear. Uh, <laughs> but <laughs> – Yes, I said it right. I did it right. Sorry, people in the chat are correcting our because we we have a habit of like destroying words. So, yeah, that's the fun of live. <laughs> so the next book we're gonna review uh, is Labyrinth. Yeah, it's thirtieth anniversary special, and there's way too many names because there's so many stories in this. But a lot it's of people anthology. worked on this, and if you loved Labyrinth the movie, you're probably gonna love this. Yes, it's it's an anthology. It's an anthology story of all the people that lived in the labyrinth, save Jareth, who was the Goblin King. Yeah, the Goblin in, King was on one pinup page. Yeah, I don't know why I he was wasn't disappointed in, it. in I that. I was very sad. And then, um, what's her name? I don't know. I can't remember her name. The 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 woman and the baby. So it's all about the the other players, you know, who who live in the labyrinth you know who, who make their lives there and it's all various different art styles various different stories they're all very small very concise beginning ludo middle and has end. a lot of story in this people well he's everyone ludo loves or ludo ludo i ludo. always thought it was ludo so but everyone loves ludo and how the rocks love him and it's just it, there was a couple cute stories in yes, this but i don't know if it was i don't know if so it was here's worth the 9.99 here's the yeah this is the know. geek chat's problem this book, 48 pages, was $10, which brought each page down to $0.20, cents, where a Marvel annual of 40 pages brings it to $0.12. Cents. So I really don't know if the price point on this is worth it, but if you are a diehard fan of Labyrinth, we say pick it up because you'll want it for your collection. And, But it says number one. So I'm not really sure if there's going to be more or less. I really hope that there's more, only because I want to see what 
Like, I, I really wanted to see a story about Jareth, the Goblin King. I mean, does he do this to other kids? You know, he probably does. See, that would be, I was I was really disappointed reading it that we didn't get at least one yeah, story. Or that, or, or, or that it was a story about him doing this to someone else. Like, I didn't, like, I we, we, we really just looked at it and we were like, well, we should review this because it's the 30th anniversary. I really like the movie and we should see what's going on. And then I sat down to read it and I was like, it was a totally different. So I went into it completely blind. So I didn't know that it was a series of, of um, one-shot, you know, anthology-type stories. I thought like it, two I th- pages to, like, ten pa- maybe less, maybe, like, mm, eight or nine pages. Not even that. I really think it was only, like, throughout the whole book i think there was only like the biggest longest one was like five pages so i was just a little disappointed the one about the the what are they called the giant things yeah the uh the the guardians um so i don't know again if you like labyrinth pick it up you will not be disappointed because they're returning to that world um and we do love that world so the next book we're going to review all new all different romper room avengers number 13 romper room um the civil war of course, is going through it. The writer is Mark Wade. The artist is Adam Kubert. Color artist is Sonia Obeck. That was Adam Kubert? Yep. Oh, wow. Letter was VC's Corey Pettit. And the cover artist was Alex Ross doing The Vision. So, what did you think of <laughs> all new, all different Avengers number 13, Civil War 2 tie-in. It did not need to be a Civil War tie-in. That is going to be the disappointment in this. It really Just because you talk to Ulysses does not make it a Civil War tie-in. <laughs> this really is doesn't. basically Vision being pissed off at Kang and trying to figure out how he can avoid Kang taking over his body. And it goes back to that, if you could kill Hitler, go back and kill him as a baby, would you? Yeah, so he uses the, I, like, I get it that the vision can go through walls and shit like that, but you would think that in the back, st- you you would think, I'm trying to do my my, my, my best um, Didn't Christopher work. Walken, but it's not working. You, God, you would really? think that they would have safeguards for rogue androids being able to go and access a time machine, but time machine. I guess not. So he like absorbed all the sun because he's Superman now and he absorbed all the sun <laughs> and so he used his body to power the time machine because it works. Just works. Uh, and goes back in time and tries and tracks down tries to track down what's going on. The family of Kang. Yeah. To see where Kang went from and the first time they thought of, knew him was when he was in Egypt as Rama. Oh. Another? I can't remember his name. Uh, real quick, Joshua, I think you were talking about the Labyrinth 30th Anniversary Special. Yes. That was a book we were talking about. Yes. Yeah. Sorry. Um, so, you know, Supervision uses his his powers Supervision. to go in the past to find out where he was. And I, I liked it that I liked it that we got to see, like, a little bit of history of Kang the Conqueror um, when he was, what is it, Raman Tut? I can remember. I never said the name of. Sure. And uh, and there's this shadowy figure, sort of like a time wraith kind of thing, although you're never really sure, that's trying to stop him from alternating the past and, uh, you know, doing that shit. And, and so he goes, but then he goes to the past and he's like, oh, my God, I have to go to the future because I just read, you know, Kang's time ship that brought him back to the past. So he goes to the far future to when Kang was a young man before he became King of the Conqueror and then used his, his technology to find out exactly all he could about Kang and then he teleports again and then he's he's sees baby Kang and he's like baby Kang there you are I see you baby Kang I see you you telling it's more fucking better than this and then I guess he's you should read all the books to us and then he steals them then he steals baby Kang and I'm thinking didn't didn't they already do this with apocalypse like and see I See, that's what I want. Oh boy! Because because We're Vision going. cannot age because he's a synthoid, and he has to. Um, they made a big deal about him taking out his emotions. emotions. So you would think that he wouldn't give a shit if Kang did that to him because he took out of his emotions. But I guess he does. I don't know. But is he going to go off into the future and raise Kang to be to be a, a superhero? Or what are the anomalies that are going to happen now? Avengers Forever never happened. No. What? I don't know. So I'm going to tell you, if you want a good ve- uh, vision story, pick up the vision, his first trade, because this week, or was it last week, the vision's issue was so good. Uh, the vision has been a great, great book. 
I don't I don't know where this fits in. I don't know why Marvel put this. I don't understand. I just the issue was very it was a letdown almost for me. Um and I can't believe you didn't know that was a Qbert. I did not. I did not. Um so to answer your question Emily about the um the uh, Labyrinth. It was. At, we're not sure if it's a one shot or not because it was listed as number one. So we're not sure if they're, if they're going to do a, another another book or or continue a series. Well, of there one is a, shots. there is going to be a hardcover about that coming out. Stories about. But as for, I think this was just a one shot for the thirtieth anniversary. Yeah, I don't think there's anything else coming after it. Um, not that I not that I know. Oh, the one before the Labyrinth book. Oh, uh, that is called the Black Monday Murders. Yes, by Jonathan Hickman. I hope everyone likes it. I hope you do pick it up, and you're like, you guys are stupid because it just <laughs> it wasn't it wasn't for us. <laughs> I don't know, like ancient Babylonian gods being worshipped by white people to get power and influence and money. I don't know. Just seems like it seems like that's now. You know, I don't know. That seems like that's just this election. I don't want to read about it. You know, <laughs> what? I'm sorry. We're not getting political. Sorry, didn't describe that last part. Okay, so two more books: The Accused, Civil War Two, Number One. Uh, <laughs> the Accused I, is not Daredevil, though. I think this is the worst cover they could have done. It's Jodie Foster. <laughs> <laughs> Jodie Foster's in the book. It's amazing. All right, she she has a cameo. <laughs> so the writer is Mark Guggenheim. The artist Ramon Box and Gary Brown. Colorist was Ruth Redmond. The letter was VCs Clayton Cowles. The cover artist was David Mack. And then there was a whole bunch of other variants, um, which uh, I just don't know if you're going to. The accused, when you see this, I had people asking me, what is Daredevil accused of? And I said, nothing. He's the lawyer, but he's not the lawyer for, spoiler alert, Clint. He's the prosecutor. He's not defending him. Gung, gung, gung. It's like, it's that weird, uh, dun, 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 dun. uh no, it's the, um, uh, the special crimes unit or whatever. I don't know. It, it sounds like a CSI type of thing. I don't know. So yes, Cougar, uh, the Romper Room Avengers, Des reading it, it sounded a lot better than the actual book. So uh, I think Des and I both agreed on this, that while it did flesh out what happened because in the last issue, you just you have a couple pages in the Civil War, main Civil War book. You do have a couple pages of, oh, he's on trial, and then you find out he's not guilty. This issue is the one that fleshes out what happened in the courtroom and that the government was trying to make uh, Hawkeye a government... Um, he was trying to make him guilty so he could push through, the government could push through the Superhuman Registration Act 2, and he wanted to use Barton as an example. And Daredevil, of course, finds out about this and actually helps Clinton get off. Uh, Clinton. Clint. Clint. <laughs> uh, Clint, get off. I thought, we're, I thought we weren't going to be political. Rich. We're not. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So. It was unnecessary. Yeah, it was it five dollars like unnecessary. It was. I, I think. I think. I'm sorry. I just thought it was unnecessary. I didn't. I need to watch it. Oh, I didn't need to read it. And then why does Daredevil not Oh, wear... this is a really good point. Tell why him. does it Daredevil So and, He breaks into the Department of Justice. He breaks into everywhere. But he he doesn't wear gloves anymore. He wears his like boxers tape on his hands, so he's like fingerprinting everywhere. Yeah, and I'm just like Daredevil, like I thought you didn't want people to know your identity. Like wear gloves. I don't know, this is weird. It's just it's the whole book. It's like it, it was one of those books that you know, I feel Marvel is going to when when they trade all this stuff, it'll be like Civil War tie-ins, and this will be like one one of those things. Well, but yeah, because it is just this so this the week this I don't know this time travel stuff we do is so confusing. But last week, The Fallen comes out, and we'll be reviewing that on the next Geek Chat. Well, what and is, the that? Fallen is that? Fallen is, is about the Hulk, and that comes out. So that's about. The, the moments Hulk. before he died, or the fallout and people crying—I don't that know. That would be awesome. Seriously, if, if like the whole, like twenty-five or thirty or however many pages it is, it's just the Hulk in his head thinking about why are they here, what's going on. I wonder if Clint's gonna kill me. Oh my God, I'm dead. And then like that's the book. Seriously, that would be amazing. 
Because, like, you would think that he'd be thinking about this stuff. Like, please don't turn. Please don't do this. And then, like, I bet Amadeus is going to be all pissed or something. And They already sh- did that. No, no, no. This is, remember, this is all, you know, because it's about the Fallen. And, and the Hulk is Fallen. He's dead. You know, the, he's the Fallen. Get it? He's the Fallen. Whereas Clint was the Accused. I have no clue what the fuck you're talking about. No, I'm serious. No, let's go into Pe- our next. No, book. people I still in the don't chat. No, they about. understand. It's like Marvel does this thing now where they're like, we have to do all these tie-ins oh, to, no, get people, to get people's perspectives, and I, like, I think like, it'd be really fun. They if they, did did a, they already did the one with Amadeus. No, no, no. I'm talking about Bruce Banner. Oh, he's dead. No, but I think that would be awesome <laughs> if they did one of just him. All right, enough with the who's on first. Enough with the who's on first. He's dead. All right. Ew. <laughs> So, the next book we're going to be reviewing, <laughs> gentle listeners and viewers, uh, is a book that Des and I both really love. And it is Amazing Spider-Man number 16. That's it right there. Um, before Dead No More. And normally, when Marvel does an event like The Road to Civil War, <laughs> nothing really happens. Nothing ever happens. The biggest letdown for Road to Civil War was the fact that no one sang. Like, I really wanted someone to start singing, we're on the road to civil war. No, really? You don't get... All right, so... The gays will get it. One of the thing... (laughs) One of the things I really liked about this book is it starts the Dead No More with a bang. It really does. You get a lot of stuff jam-packed in one issue. And again, we... We both really love Dan Slott's writing, and this proves why. Yeah, he's my furry little Ewok. I swear that man can do no wrong by me. All right. Dan, so bef- if you're watching, hi. I hope he watches. We really love your stuff. Come on our show. Uh, before Dead No More Part <laughs> 1, whatever the cost, Dan Slott, the writer, and my favorite Giuseppe Camacoli was the penciler. Cam Smith was the inker. Marte Gracia was the colorist. VCs Joe Caramanga did the lettering. I'm what? gasping because of what Frank said. What did he say? I'm gasping at Frank. He said, terrible. It's just dropping and coming back no, after no, he 10 said terrible. seconds. I'm assuming he's saying terrible about Spider-Man. Well, good. Let <laughs> him say it. I loved this issue. Um, so it, it sets up a lot about what Dead No More is going to be. And the last page is quite the kicker. And if you've been reading Spider-Man for a very long time, you'll know... Uh, why I actually was like, <gasps> and my husband was like, I don't know what the hell you're gasping about. He doesn't read this. He's just like, oh my God, what? What now? Like, who is this person yeah. at the end? I, I loved it. Um, so I hope you listen to our uh, What You Talk About Facebook this week because we go into some things that Marvel's doing and about characters. And one of the things that we both really, Des and I both really enjoy is that in Amazing Spider-Man, you get a lot of his background characters. <laughs> what now? No, he was mad about my pun about the road to. Oh, thank you. <laughs> terrible, terrible. Uh, okay, so uh, Paul liked it. One of the things in this book is Peter feels responsible now that he's in charge of Peter Industries or Parker Industries. <laughs> Peter Industries. Peter. That's a whole other thing. Okay, <laughs> this is not a porno uh, comic. Uh, <laughs> this is my class comics. What are you talking about? Uh, so. Peter really feels responsible, and something happens. One of his facilities explodes, and one of his workers is at death's door. And he had learned, because if you haven't been reading, um, his stepdad is also at death's door, and he is given this uh, invitation that they could make his stepdad better. Well, he actually tries it out on the worker it's very nice of him to like do this guy as a guinea pig but that's how i read it i mean peter that's how we did it so (laughs) here's this hero who's like you know what we'll try it out on him we'll see if this is true (laughs) but at the same time jay jonah is out there also investigating this because he was a real dick to the lady in the beginning of the comic but then has a total turnaround and i am not going to spoil the ending of this because I loved this last page. I really think you should start Spider-Man back up. What if do you, you think of it. the new Jackal, though? I'm okay with it. We don't know much yet. That that helmet, though? That helmet? That helmet is... Uh, Jan Slott loves those wacky-ass... Like, the, the character designs... The Zodiac with all their... Wacky as hell. I love it, like, though. I love it. It's a comic book. It should look, you know, kind of like... It should look comic booky. Yeah, and it does. And once again, we get Peter Parker and his spider... The Spider Mobile, 
doing all sorts of things. Um, the art, I love. We haven't been talking about the art in a lot of these books, but uh, Giuseppe Camicoli. I love saying his I, name. I, I, lo- I don't know what he looks like, but I just envision this like Italian god with his pencil in his hand. And I really, I really like his art. It's very expressive. You can tell when people are sad. You can tell when people are happy. Um, I don't know. I, I like the fact we started the, the podcast with a great book and we're ending it. What were your thoughts since I've been talking so much? No, I, I echo everything that you're saying. I do think that um, by it's dead no more, I think we are going to get that bargain from um, – I think Mephisto's going to come back and he's going to offer him the same bargain. And then Mephisto's going to be – uh, Peter's going to be all like, fuck you. We, you did something else and it, it something else happened. And I think Peter Parker's going to get all of his memories back, but no one else is. And I think that's what's going to happen. You know, he's going to, he's going to, something's going to happen. And Mephesto's going to pop up again. And it's going to be a retread of that. But Dan Slott, being a good writer that he is, is going to do, is going to do like this weird switch. This switch, something's going to happen, you know, and it's going to, it's going to be a, a change. Like the, he, he's going to, again, he's going to go through that same territory, but, but it's going to be different. Something's going to happen that's going to shock readers. <laughs> I don't know. John says Death Store is the name of his new goth band. I can see it. I can definitely see it. So, um, alrighty, everybody. Those are the books that we reviewed. Um, I think they know that. Well, I don't know. People might have just <laughs> tuned in, you know. And if you just tuned in, please, you know, tune um, in again. Tune in again next Monday. We'll be here live on, you know, Facebook and on uh, the MixLR. So you have multiple places to find us. And if you're listening to this on. I don't know, one of the many fine places that you can hear, like iTunes or Stitcher. Come join us on Mondays. Be part of the experience. You know what, Frank? I was going to say, like Frank says, he doesn't know if it's going to be about that, meaning Spider-Man. I don't either, But he decided it's going to be about clones and shit. But no, no, that's something different. That's that's a completely different story they're doing. I agree. That's the clone conspiracy. Yes, so that's different so meow um <laughs> he meowed at you frank so meow so we do our uh, shout outs to our sponsors want to thank terry miller who does all of the music for the show although, although you didn't hear the music this time because it, there's an error Desmond message screwed up coming so you'll definitely have it when you listen to this um on the um on the mix lr you'll sorry on the uh, soundcloud and the video because i gotta start editing these videos and posting them on youtube so everyone can see us um, i want to thank gene gilmet who does all the art for the show thank you gene um, he does all the headers and stuff the new one is great you know of of the purple rich you know purple people eater i'm assuming that's why he made you purple because you're a purple people eater gene can talk more about that but uh but we're minions i love slathering great. the ketchup on <laughs> a little barbecue sauce and butter Yummy. So you can find uh, Gene and his work at uh, rltpress.com. Also, check out his Patreon page. Yes, check out his Patreon page. Um, he has a whole bunch of other uh, art and a comic book going on or going out there that he's working on. So please, you know, support him. He's a great guy. I uh, want to thank Club Card Printing at uh, clubcardprinting.com. They're the, one that print, they're the ones that print all of our flyers and ads for us. We um, have flyers and ads? Uh, oh, my. Yeah, we do. <laughs> Um and posters if we get them you know they'll post those as well so thank you so much thank and we you want, and we want to give a special special uh shout out to our major sponsor whatever comics located at 548 Castro Street located in sunny San Francisco check us out on the web at whateverstoreonline.com and give us a like at on Facebook at whatever store so he says sunny San Francisco but it really depends on where you live I live out in the avenues and that shit's fog locked all the time oh, we had sun all day Ugh, it's like literally these microclimates are just you know working my hoo-ha um uh so yeah i just want to say another big sh- uh, quick shout out to um who um to all the people that came out and and uh listened to our uh comic-con interviews um i went to comic-con um, and I did a huge interview special, interviewed about 12 different independent creators and uh, had a great time. Please go out, check that out. Uh, those interviews are still up. You can check out, you can check out on uh, thegeekchat.com. You can check it out on uh, SoundCloud. I interviewed Utrana Gluxton Flores. I interviewed um, a whole bunch of different people. I'm mean to him because I really like being mean to him. It's how it is. 
know. That was a question, by the way. Uh, I want to thank everyone that watched us because this is crazy that we are on live and it's it means a lot to us because I didn't think we should do it tonight. Yeah. But all of you guys being on there really thank you. I really appreciate it. Des really appreciates it. Yeah, he was he was he was all like, I have to go brush my beard and <laughs> change my clothes. I did. I, I need I did. styling. I it did was, both. It was very silly. So uh, and thank uh, you everyone for listening and tuning in. All right everybody. So that's our time. I'm Desmond. I'm Rich. And we'll see you later. Bye. Bye. Keep track.